Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Sal Vetri Show. The DFS clip you're about to hear originally aired on my YouTube channel. And before we get into it, you can leave a five-star review. If you can subscribe, download to the podcast, like and share, whatever you have to do, I greatly appreciate that. Helps the podcast out a lot, helps us reach more people. What I would hope is this beneficial content. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel. It is currently right now 7.08 a.m. East Coast time. It is Monday, November 18th. I hope you all had a great weekend, a great NFL Sunday, a great NBA four-game slate yesterday. But right now we are going to break down into what I believe is a nine-game NBA slate over on DraftKings, Fantasy Draft, whatever site you might play on today. Before we get into it, my name is Sal Vetri. I do indeed cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL, NBA, WNBA, and the MLB streets. If you could hit that subscribe button, if you get any value from the video, it's right in the bottom right-hand corner of this YouTube video. And on the podcast, if you could hit the five-star rate and review, should be a little box on iTunes that pops up and, and you can hit the five-star rate and review, the three dots, whatever it might be on the type of phone you're using or any type of podcast platform helps me out a ton. Linked up down below in the description, my social media is at DFS. I have some um, just, I, I post stuff about my content updates over on there as well as just statistics and help from information. And then my Instagram, Salvetri. Last night, we also released the uh, NBA projections for free about uh, 10 minutes, 20 minutes before lock. And they were open for the rest of the night for the later two-game turbo slate. So only my Instagram following sees that. I put it on my story some nights. Sometimes it'll be a post, just random stuff, uh, a reason that incentivizes you to follow me on Twitter and a reason to actually get value out of following me or over on Instagram is what I meant, not Twitter. Uh, Instagram will be where those little content drops come from. So as a car once again opens it up. Um, so check that out and check out my Patreon exclusive content also linked up down below. Daily NBA projections and player pools over there um, are mine uh, with my projections and my model and then also NFL stuff going out every single day over on Patreon. Loads of stuff over on there, the exclusive content. If you hit the link down below, it'll tell you exactly what Patreon is and it'll detail some things that are in those packages. So you can check that out down below. And lastly, Fantasy Draft. Go ahead and go play over on Fantasy Draft. There's a link down below in the description. is a tracking link. I do not get any commission off of that link for full transparency but fantasy draft you can have a um, a, a subscription package which is just a couple dollars a month ends up being about one percent of your bankroll around there compared to the 15 percent of the rake you're going to pay on average 10 to 15 to 18 percent over on DraftKings. you just win more when you win because they're taking no rake off the top one percent of your your fees are going to a subscription package if that it, it depends on how big you play it could only be like a half a percentage um, and then and also when you lose, you're losing much less. You're, you're losing 10, 15% less because well, they're not taking rake off the top. A lot more goes to the players on average. So more people win in the tournaments. Um, it's just a nicer layout. This is how DraftKings and FanDuel used to be before they got huge and before their marketing, um, especially for DraftKings, just went through the roof with all those commercials years back and uh, getting everybody hooked into it. Uh, now they can take rake off the top because they have people who are going to continue to play and not care about that. Um, so you know, check out Fantasy Draft linked up down below in the description. If you have any questions on that or anything that I said about the stuff in the description, free strategy guides as well. If you want to learn more about NBA or NFL DFS, just let me know all linked up down below. So let's get into it. Team by team injuries, target offense sheet, and then my early interests. Hamadou Diallo for OKC is the only injury today. He's a question mark. Uh, well, Andre Robertson continues to be out, but he hasn't played in about a year and a half now. Uh, questionable with a knee injury. Terrence Ferguson would be impacted. For New York, Alfred Payton's hamstring continues to linger what is going on, I believe, over a month now. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr., who only played 10 minutes after playing 30 the night before. Uh, you try and guess this Knicks guard rotation. Uh, R.J. Barrett and Frank Milikino would be the ones that benefit from that. Shabazz Napier, doubtful, continues to be doubtful with a hamstring injury for Minnesota. will help Jared Culver. will help Trevion Graham getting more minutes into the rotation and or the starting lineup. Andrew Wiggins is doubtful with an illness. I'm not really sure. I have to look into what this illness is for him, but Jeff Teague would see a big usage bump. 
and productivity bump. Jared Colville will continue to probably start. Trevion Graham potentially starts, and Jake Lehman also gets a bump, as well as Robert Covington. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is going to be questionable with a knee injury. Paul George, who played 20 minutes after playing 24 in his first game, has dropped 50-plus points in each of those games on limited touches. Uh, This guy is absolutely dominant, over two fantasy points per minute is what he's averaging right around there so far through the first two games i will have interest in him if there's no Kawhi. Uh, so Kawhi is 9300 on DraftKings fantasy draft i couldn't get the the prices to download and upload this morning it might have been a little bit too early for that so um, be sure to check in over on there they will be updated over uh, later today when i post them over onto patreon these boards these injury dashboards target offense sheets all that so uh, no Kawhi Leonard would help Lou Williams, Montrezl Harrell, and Paul George. Patrick Beverly continues to be questionable with a calf injury, would help Paul George, Lou Williams, uh, et cetera, et cetera, with some of those players, Ronnie Magruder to an extent. Malcolm Brogdon ha- was listed questionable, then out. DraftKings, I believe, as of right now, early in the morning, still has him questionable, but he was officially ruled out. $6,500 on DraftKings. Uh, it really depends on what these other injuries are for. So let's go through all the injuries in, in the um, Indiana or in Indiana Pacers, and then we'll go from there. Jeremy Lamb is continued to be questionable with an ankle injury. You have T.J. McConnell questionable with a groin, and Demontis Sabonis is actually on the injury report once again, questionable with a hip injury. So, if Malcolm Brogdon, who's already ruled out, uh, T.J. McConnell might start in his place at point guard, then they move Aaron Holiday to the two, but that's only if McConnell plays. He's questionable with a groin injury. So, if, if McConnell plays, I imagine he starts and he's 3,500 in a slam dunk play against Brooklyn, who might not have Kyrie Irving, which we're going to get to in a second. And if he doesn't play and there's no Brogdon and no T.J. McConnell, well, then they're down their top two point guards, and Aaron Holiday will continue to start at the point, who is appropriately priced now since he's been starting for a couple weeks. Justin Holiday would start at the two, like you saw last game. Uh, Jeremy Lamb. And Justin Holiday would only start at the two if Jeremy Lamb, who's questionable with an ankle injury, misses. If Lamb misses, if McConnell misses, if Brogdon misses, if all these guys continue to miss, you'll get exactly what you got last time. Aaron Holiday at the one, um, and Justin Holiday starting at the two, then TJ Warren at the three. And then, obviously, no Sabonis potentially today, but if he plays Sabonis at the four, Miles Turner, who's back now and healthy, at the five. So keep an eye on this injury news. This is the biggest point on the slate is to see what happens with Jeremy Lamb, TJ McConnell, and DeMontis Sabonis against Brooklyn. There's a lot of players on this team are underpriced. DeMontis Sabonis at 7,300. If he's out with a, well, if he's in, he's in a great spot against Brooklyn. If he's out with this hip injury, somehow, for some reason, DraftKings just completely forgot that Miles Turner is a good player in one of the best matchups you could possibly have for a center against Brooklyn, and he's only priced at 6,100 for a guy who's probably going to play 34, 35 five minutes in this matchup and absolutely dominate it especially if there's no Sabonis so Sabonis is out Miles Turner would get huge run at the five and just be all of the dominance in terms of rebounding and putback attempts and, and really everything there blocks Jakar Sampson would start at the four I would imagine TJ Leaf and Doug McDermott would pick up more rotational minutes at the bigs so keep an eye on that the guard rotation and really just the guard injuries for Indy and a Pacers Jeremy Lamb TJ McConnell seeing what happens with those two players will dictate really the value on the slate McConnell would open up value at 3500 Jeremy Lamb at 6000 is not a terrible play on his own right Clint Capella is probable from his concussion. This will impact P.J. Tucker, who is getting five minutes, and also Tyson Chandler, who is starting a couple of games. And Darren Daniel House Jr. is also um, projected to be probable with his back injury. Ben McLemore should be shifted out of the starting rotation, where Daniel House Jr. should take over. Uh, only $3,700 is also important to note out. I don't think he's on the early interest board, uh, but he's important to note out $3,700 for a guy who's probably going to play 30-plus minutes. Um, again, low usage, but you put him in the small forward spot on this Houston team against Portland today. Larry Nance Jr. did not play yesterday. Now they're on a back-to-back Cleveland. He's questionable with a thumb injury. Kevin Love would see a big bump up in minutes. They already have a ton of injuries to their backup centers, but Seti Osmond would get some minutes at the four. Uh, Tristan Thompson would just see more overall, more overall usage if Kevin Love doesn't play a single minute at the five if Larry Nance was to be out. And then Kyrie Irving for Brooklyn. The only injury on Brooklyn outside of Karis LeVert still going to be out for an extended period of time. Questionable with sh- shoulder injury. Kyrie's been questionable with this, this injury for about a week now, a couple of games. Uh, but if he's out, Spencer Dinwiddie takes on all the usage in the world at a sub 6k price point 
target offense sheet um we're gonna really fixate today just on the early interest but i'll put the target offense sheet on the board for the youtube crowd if you want to take a screenshot otherwise it will be posted up on patreon along with the projections when they come out later today usually around two or three in the afternoon i have the pat mayo experience show today at 1 p.m east coast time live on youtube on the DraftKings youtube channel you can check it out live if you want to support me or you can just show up and check out the podcast when it's archived later again there's a pat mayo experience if you'd like to check that out I'll just point out some of the things that stand out to me. The highest pace game on the slate um, also features what is the highest total on the slate, which usually makes sense. You have Houston and Portland, a 108.96. So a 109, 109 possessions per team is what we're projecting here. Houston has been playing fast. Portland has been playing fast as well. Houston much faster, uh, but Portland above average. Houston is a 6.5-point favorite with a 118.75, the highest on the slate team total, and a 112.25 team total for Portland is pretty good. So, I mean, if you want to get to James Harden at $12,000, I'm, I'm not going to say anything bad about that. The guy is going to, on average, drop at a minimum like 50 fantasy points to 55. So when he's going to get you in a normal game, you can see him getting 60 in a, in a good game from shooting 70 plus. Then, yeah, you're going to have Russell Westbrook back, Clint Capella back in this one. So it's not the crazy usage James Harden that we got for about a game there. And you, similar to last year with no Chris Paul um, and, and no Clint Capella. So now um, I think that going to Harden is okay. I prefer Giannis on this slate. Giannis is $700 cheaper for a guy who um, is in just as good of a matchup as he gets for rebounding against Chicago. Giannis also has a team total of 118.25 as a seven-point favorite. So virtually the same team total, uh, virtually similar spread, six and a half for Harden, seven for Giannis in terms of if you're somebody who wants a factor blowout and above average pace spot at 105.3 possessions per team. Give me Giannis for $700 less. But again, uh, if you want to argue with me and point out reasons why Harden is the better play, I, I'm, I'm not going to really say anything anything negative to you. I just think they're in both similar spots today for players who both average, and Giannis actually averages more fantasy points per minute, close to two. He just plays less minutes than Harden overall. Harden's averaging about 35, 36 minutes per game. Giannis is about 32 and a half. That's the big difference there. Um, but again, no Chris Middleton. So I, it doesn't really make the usage go even higher for Giannis. It's already extremely high. If anything, it might hurt since Middleton's a guy who makes you uh, able to spread the floor a little bit better, shoot a three. The guys filling in to him, Pat Connington, George Hill, Wesley Matthews, Sterling Brown, all these guys trying to fill in and rotate in for um, Chris Middleton. They're not that threatening to clear the paint more for Giannis. But again, you can make the argument that Middleton's gone for 33 minutes of production. Giannis obviously has to pick that up. So I just prefer Giannis over Harden slightly on the top end. Some other games that stand out in terms of team totals, you have Utah with a 115 team total against Minnesota, who only have a 1-0-5 team total. Usually a $10,000, $200, Carl $10, Anthony Towns is interesting, and he somewhat is today. On the opposite side, you have an $8,200 Rudy Gobert, who DraftKings continues to stubbornly for like two years straight now, keep at the exact right around 8K price range. Uh, it's a tough matchup for both of them. I would prefer Gobert if picking one for the huge price discount. Uh, it's just a better point per dollar play, in my opinion, for this matchup. Towns a really difficult matchup against Gobert, although historically Towns has had success in this matchup, and in some spots he hasn't, so I don't think it's just an absolute shutdown shutdown spot for Towns. Uh, I'll probably just go elsewhere on the top end. Utah, though, has some nice spots, and you're going to have a, a really cheap Jeff Teague in the 5K range with no Andrew Wiggins, who is doubtful today. I do indeed like that. On the opposite side, you're going to have Donovan Mitchell, who's below $8,000 in a really good matchup against these Minnesota guards. I like that. Uh, Mike Conley at 6400 seems appropriately priced, so I probably don't get there. Uh, my interest in that game probably for the most part goes Teague 1, Two Donovan Mitchell, three Rudy Gobert, and four Carl Anthony Towns for Utah and Minnesota. Game starting at 9 p.m. East Coast time today. Again, Utah a 10-point favorite uh, with a 220 team or 220 game total in this one. Um, going down to a, another game that stands out just a little bit here uh, based on totals. We're seeing a nice total here with a 227 total between Phoenix and Boston. Phoenix, or Phoenix is a two and a half point favorite, believe it or not, here. Um, a 114.75 team total for Phoenix. Boston, 112.25 team total. You get another Kemba Walker, nice spot at $8,400 and a really nice um, pace up spot. 
It's going to be um, right there tied with 109 possessions per game with the earlier game in Houston and Portland we talked about. On the Phoenix side of it, Devin Booker continues to be cheap, but his usage, his assist rate, all of that, he's just taking less shots. He's touching the ball a lot less in his offense with Ricky Rubio beside him. So it's tough to really like him um, for upside outside of anything but a tournament. So, yeah, Devin Booker, once again, you could always get to him if you would like. Really tough matchup, though, for Booker today against Marcus Smart uh, in these guards and Kemba Walker, but primarily Marcus Smart. Probably don't get there all that much. Really, on Phoenix, the only thing that stands out is, is revenge narrative, quote-unquote, for Aaron Baines. But he's only 5,100. He's going to get to go up against Daniel Tyson and his canter. If he just stays out of foul trouble, which has been a big if over the last two or three games for him, it seems like a nice spot. On the opposite side for Boston, Kemba Walker is the main thing that stands out here at 8,400. I do indeed like that. Jason Tatum's price tag kind of stays about hovering where it has been for the past week or two, <clears throat> even with um, Gordon Hayward going out for an extended period of time. 7,600 seems very fair for uh, Jason Tatum today. So I think that is okay. Starting at the top here, one of the worst games on the slate, one of the slowest paced games on the slate. Um, right there is a bottom three paced game on the slate. Uh, the total at a 211 total is the lowest on the slate between New York and Cleveland. Just two bad teams. But what you're going to get here is uh, Larry Nance is questionable, might not play today. So uh, you have a price down uh, Kevin Love at $7,800 today. That stands out against this New York team that has been very poor at rebounding and giving up a lot of points in the paint, even though they secured every single power forward, Taj Gibson, uh, Bobby Portis Jr., Julius Randle, all these power forwards in, in free agency. And, and they even got um, Ivan Robb, who's in their G League now from Memphis last year, who had a couple of nice games playing center and power forward for Memphis uh, when they were dealing with injuries. But they're securing or they're giving up a decent amount of points in the paint. Um, so I think Kevin Love at his price point coming down. Tristan Thompson now in the 5K range. These are guys that you can get to with some sort of confidence. And if Larry Nance is out, I think that that is an even better spot. I prefer Tristan Thompson at his reduced price points than Kevin Love from Cleveland. And that's about it. New York side of the ball, I think R.J. Barrett at 5,600, who's going to get to go up against Darius Garland, a rookie who's going to go up against Colin Sexton, a second year player who just continues to uh, improve his defense from last year, but is still a bad defender. Sadie Osman at the three and potentially some at the four today, who is just one of the worst defenders in the league. So yeah, give me um, RJ Barrett and then Julius Randle at a $6,600 price tag. I like Randle even more if Larry Nance is out because there'll be times in this game since Randle plays so many minutes where he'll match up against Sadie Osman down low because Chetty's is going to have to play four minutes because they have no um, they have no three depth. They have no four depth. Kevin Porter Jr. is like their only three depth. Their four depth, if, if you're going to have no Larry Nance today, is going to be uh, Chetty Osman behind uh, Kevin in love who would probably be forced to play somewhere around 36 plus minutes or so so in this game i prioritize it as one uh, tristan thompson two kevin love three rj barrett four julius randall but i do like rj barrett even though i list him at three i do like him he's my favorite nick today uh, toronto and charlotte um, we're not gonna go through every game i think actually the biggest game to talk about or the biggest ones we've already kind of touched on. Toronto and Charlotte, the only things I'll point out is that I think Fred Van Vliet is still too cheap at 7400 I think Siakam at 9000 is still too cheap. They're the two main priorities there. If you want to get some Norman Powell at 52 I think that's fine. He'll play 30-plus minutes. OG Ananobi has burned people over the last two games. One game he got injured in. Last game back, he, he just stunk. I think at his price point, he's still fair to get to in the low mid to low 4K range. Um, it's just tougher to trust it. On the Charlotte side of the ball, really nothing stands out here. You can get to Devontae Graham, who continues to start and play 34 minutes or so. That's a decent matchup since there's no Kyle Lowry, but not the greatest of matchups and a low team total of 103.5 is 9.0 underdogs in a slow paced game second slowest on the slate for toronto and charlotte doesn't stand out so i prioritize toronto as fred van vliet and siakam kind of on a tier of their own probably get to more van vliet just because of pricing and positionality not much on charlotte brooklyn and indy if you have no it's a really tough matchup if Kyrie's in if you have no Kyrie, spencer dimwitty even in a tough matchup four and a half point favorite 113.25 team implied total it's a nice spot for the indiana pacers you have to see what happens with the guards if there's already no brogdon if there ends up being 
Noel McConnell, then Aaron Holiday is probably appropriately priced, and I really don't have a, a, a lean either way on him. If there is a McConnell and he's going to start at the point guard today, he's 3500 Even in a tough matchup, if Kyrie is in there, it's still a nice spot for TJ McConnell. A $3,500 point guard is really hard to ignore, who is probably going to play 32 minutes. If Jeremy Lamb is in, it pushes Justin Holiday just out of any type of fantasy relevance, even though he's terrible even when he gets 40 minutes of play. So keep an eye on all these injuries. Either way, though, I think Miles Turner is the best play on the slate, hands down. He's $6,100. He has the best matchup on the entire slate, not just for centers, but for any position on the slate. Miles Turner has the best matchup on the entire slate. He's 6,100 somehow against Boston. He came back. He played decent minutes. I imagine he plays 32 to 34 to 35 plus minutes. And if there's no Sabonis, there's just no stopping what Miles Turner can do outside of his own foul trouble. Let's go over to early interest. If you want to see some of the rest of those, um, if you want to see the rest of those, target offense sheet things if you're on the podcast you can get it over on patreon or you can go to the youtube channel hit the subscribe button of course and then you can just see it there so going to some of the early interests on a nine game slate i listed a couple out here for people just as an idea 18 players on this you can go through and look at it yourself if you'd like but it's filtered by price we'll just go through it Giannis Antetokounmpo is the guy that i like over james harden for a cheaper price tag and a really good matchup for a guy you could roster at the small forward position if you're paying up i think harden is absolutely fine though Giannis would be a priority for me. Um, Pascal Siakam at $9,000 is another guy who stands out against a, a poor uh, Charlotte team, a team that gives up the most points in the paint this season. And ding, 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 Pascal Siakam's defense is going to go a little bit down this year because his offense is taking a huge step forward because he has to. He has to shoulder more of the weight. Huge extension for him earlier this season. No Kawhi Leonard. It's the Pascal Siakam show down low against his Charlotte team that they're not going to have anything to stop him. P.J. Washington is playing less minutes by design. Cody Zeller is playing less minutes by design out there in Charlotte, and these guys can't stop Pascal Siakam regardless. So give me Pascal Siakam again with no Kyle Lowry still there or Serge Ibaka. Russell Westbrook, I'll keep going back to the well a little bit here. I get a nice beneficial matchup against Portland, 32% usage rate, averaging at just under 33 minutes per game at 32.8. The second highest tied for pretty much the highest fastest pace game on the slate, highest total barely on the slate, slating out, out touching um, Milwaukee barely. Look, I know he's been struggling. I know he's pretty much been a, a $8,000 player getting you 40 points a game or so. There's this ceiling though in Russell Westbrook that there's not in a lot of other $8,000 players outside of Paul George on this slate, but I'll still, I'll still go back to Russ Westbrook. Paul George, if there's no Kawhi Leonard, I like. He probably is only going to play around 24 minutes at $8,100, but I think that's enough as a guy who's averaging 51.7 minutes or fantasy points per game out of just 44 minutes so far this season. Absolutely insane. Um, yes, I'll take that. I'll take some Paul George today. Uh, Donovan Mitchell at 7900 Kevin Love at 7800 I like both of those players in their price ranges. I'd probably give the slight edge in this one to Kevin Love just because he's playing down low and he'll play some center, I imagine, today. And if there's no Larry Nance, he's going to have to just play extended run. I think he's finally appropriately priced for a guy who's in a 9K and 8K range for a while. 7800 seems very fair for Kevin Love's median with a ceiling potential. Uh, Fred Van Vliet is 7400 I think that's a fair price point. And now starting the 6K range, it's just Spencer Dimity and Miles Turner for me. Again, I think I'll go echo that Miles Turner. I think is the best play on the slate. If the Montez Sabonis is out, then there's no even arguing with me that the uh, Miles Turner is the best play on the slate. He'll probably project out for somewhere around 34, 35 fantasy points for me today. And then if Miles Turner is out, probably 36, and he's only for $6,100 with a ceiling in the 50s. So yeah, really good. If there's no Kyrie Irving, $6,000 Spencer Dimity in a really tough matchup though is in a good spot. But there's no Brogdon. There's potentially no Lamb. So this tough matchup is is a little bit skewed because he's going to be going up against backups. Aaron Holiday, Justin Holiday, uh, still t- uh, tough defensive spots. Even even TJ McConnell is in, uh, but nowhere near as tough as if you get the Malcolm Brogdon's and, and Jeremy Lamb's in there. So nice spot if indeed. Um, 
so Kyle Lowry misses or Kyrie Irving misses, I will get the Spencer Dimity. Um, another card is going to open it up here in the highway. Um, just the worst. Uh, Laurie Markin at $5,900, power forward center eligible against Milwaukee. I think this is a nice spot for a guy who is still playing big minutes, just dealing with his hip injury, and it seems to be limiting him a little bit. TJ Warren I will get to, and I'll put him in yellow, only if Jeremy Lamb is out. Jeremy Lamb will take a lot of TJ Warren's upside away. Um, Jeff Teague at $5,600 against Utah. I think it's a really, really difficult matchup, but if there's no, and it seems like there won't be, doubtful Andrew Wiggins, it's a nice spot. RJ Barrett at 5600 and Tristan Thompson at 5600 So there's three players at 5600 that I like. Uh, Teague, Barrett, and Thompson. If I had to prioritize them for you today, it would be Teague, Thompson, and Barrett in that order. Aaron Baines at 5100 seems like a nice cheap center option against Boston. Revenge narrative. I don't believe in it, but a 21.2% usage rate in 24 minutes per game. That's probably closer to 26 or 28 when you take out the skewed beginning of the season. Uh, a risky spot to want to go to after the minutes and the foul trouble has been there a lot lately, but I think he's still the starting center with upside. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson seems to be pulling away, and it seems now that Chris Bouchard is Rondé Hollis-Jefferson's backup directly. OG Ananobi is going to really hurt Hollis-Jefferson's upside at 4,700, though. I think Jefferson continues to play around 22, probably 24 minutes a game, and there is nice upside there for a small forward guy. Uh, TJ McConnell at 3,500. If he's playing, he's probably going to start, uh, so get him into your lineups. If TJ McConnell starts tonight at point guard, get him into your lineups at 3,500. It's as simple as that. That is the video for today, uh, November 18th. I hope you enjoyed this video. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you can please hit that subscribe button, I greatly appreciate that. Helps me out the most. It's in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen right now. Takes two seconds. We're going to get to maybe 20,000 subscribers by Christmas. I would greatly appreciate your support there. And on the podcast, if you leave a five-star rate and review, that helps me out the most. It takes a couple of seconds. So if you got any value, I just ask you, can you please hit that uh, five-star rate and review? Thank you so much. Check out my exclusive content link down below on Patreon. Be sure to check out Fantasy Draft. Also linked down below are some free uh, strategy guides and my social medias where I will release some exclusive content teasers over on Instagram stories and posts. And then on Twitter, just updates about my content and helpful information, key statistics, things like that that I think are interesting and important to share with the community. So thank you so much. My name is Sal Vetri. You already know that. Better get this video and podcast up to you as soon as possible. Have a great rest of your Monday. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoy this podcast, if you can please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.